is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. We got Josh, we got Ben, we're here, we're ready to rock and roll, and um, it's a very important week. It's a very important week. Yeah. Um, you and I are matching up against each other in multiple leagues Oof. in the first Oof. round of the playoffs. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like everything this entire year has led up to this, to this moment in time when we get to figure out which one of us is the better fantasy player, we have essentially. Been barreling towards each other. All I want to say is if I lose, it was because of injuries. <laughs> I'm going to go Fair. ahead and have my excuse readied up and good to go. Yeah. I mean... I, it, and it's not entirely inaccurate either. <laughs> no, I mean, you have dealt with a serious amount of injuries. I have... You know, in one league, I have lost some important pieces. In another, it's just been like the team just hasn't performed. And, um, you know, we'll get into it all in this episode. We've also got some news on this one, and we got some mailbag as well. It is all injuries. At this point in the season, it's so <laughs> pathetic because it's literally just so-and-so has been ruled out, so-and-so is out for the year, so-and-so is dead, also, this, this is, is just great. a live update. Did you see what Denmark just did? No, what he just do? In our granddaddy of them all league. Okay. Really hope. He am changes I reading that. this? Am I re- am I reading this correctly? He's going to start Jacoby <laughs> Myers over Mike Evans. Denmark, don't do it. Um, I don't know don't about do this it. one. I don't know about that one, bud. Uh, <laughs> Jacoby Myers on a Thursday night with Aiden oh. O'Connell at quarterback over Mike Evans, who's what, the wide receiver five? Yeah, <laughs> Mike Evans is like a top seven receiver. Denny, oh don't gosh. do it. <laughs> What's so funny about this? He's about to blow this. It's so funny is our our friend Denmark a.k.a. Thomas, has, I think, without fail, set the perfect lineup every single week. I mean... Oh, like every week. This is... It's honestly incredible. I mean, last week, he uh, he just threw David Njoku in at tight end. And David Njoku, for the first time ever, scored two touchdowns in his lineup. He is... <laughs> he's averaging... Like... I, I don't understand it. Everything has gone right for him, and I guess now he's just testing his luck. If Jacoby Myers goes out and scores twice tonight, I quit. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I don't know. Like, what else can be done? Then he really I, I would have a time I think at that point machine. we open a league investigation into, into cheating allegations. Like, this is... Yeah. What is happening? Because it it truly has. It's got to the point where there are players that you don't think about being super great, putting up top five performances every week in this man's lineup. It's it's happened so many times consecutively where it's like, okay, what's going on here? This this man is 
he just has been blessed. I guess there's really no other way to put it. He's had such great luck this year. Yeah, it is. I'm about to have to talk this man off a ledge is what I'm about to have to do. (laughs) (laughs) And he don't do it. Oh, man. Um, All right. Well, shall we get into some news? Yes. Leading things off. uh, Alexander Madison has been ruled out. So he will not play Sunday for the Vikings. Hopefully that Uh, means good things for Justin Jefferson. I hope so. Um, Jonathan Taylor's ruled out Sunday as well. Great. That's not a surprise, to be honest. I was not expecting him to play. No, I didn't. I didn't think he's going to play the rest of this year, honestly. I didn't either. I really didn't. Um, I This is somewhat surprising. The Giants have designated Darren Waller to return from IR. He has missed, I think, the last five weeks with his... Um, I don't even know what injury it was. I have him in a couple leagues, and I have not kept up because I've just moved on. Yeah. He... He's had the hamstring, got weak, hurting like week nine. Mm. I would love to have him back for one league. That would be great. Yeah. But it's against you, so I don't think you're going to want that. No. I mean, honestly. Denny has shaken our chemistry just now. We have he really we have did. Not been the same since we got this news. We were he like, said, oh. "I'm going to start Jacoby Myers over Mike Evans." <laughs> what do you do to that? Stop what it! What do you say? Um, sure, go ahead. I, I don't know. That's potentially a a risk I would not be willing to take. But you know what? With his luck, it'll work out. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's let's get back into action here. Okay. Justin Jefferson told reporters he's going to play Saturday. Uh, he, please. What was it? He he injured his ribs slash kidneys. Yeah, he took a yeah took a shot to the like right up under his arm. Mm-hmm. And I saw a tweet that said, "I hope that Justin Jefferson never takes another snap with Josh Dobbs for what he did because Josh like <laughs> he threw got a terrible pass, led him straight to the defender. It was bad." And, of course, Josh Dobbs is now benched. That's probably why they said, Justin said he's not playing with you. Like, you're 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 done. You go sit. Josh Dobbs did flash there for a little bit, but I don't think... It's over. Well, I'm, I'm reading into this, maybe. But I think, and this is confirmed by just some speculation I've heard in some podcasts this week, that Nick Mullins was always their backup, but he was injured when they acquired Josh Dobbs. They needed a warm body... And then it just so happened that Josh Dobbs ended up playing because Jaron Hall got hurt. So they have, they have, they're on their fourth quarterback, and Josh Dobbs popped, and it was the story of the week on ESPN and everything. And so they're like, well, I guess we'll give him another start. Nick Mullins still wasn't ready to go. Jaron Hall was still sort of injured, and it was like, well, I guess, I guess it's Josh Dobbs. And then the past couple of weeks, we have seen he's not that good. So. I think Nick Mullins it's a nice was always story, their guy. but it's let's over. put it that way. Yeah, the yeah. the roses are done. It's it's now Nick Mullins' time. And this is a a little fun tidbit for you. Remember when George Kittle had thirteen hundred yards that one year? Yes. You want to know who his quarterback just so happened to be? 
Let me let me take a wild guess and say Nick Mullins. Uh, that would be the correct answer. It was <laughs> one Nick Mullins there in San Francisco. So I do think this is at worst the same, if not better. It's probably it can't good be for worse than what we've seen the past few weeks. No, I can't. No, completing six out of twenty passes. Like, okay, what does he complete five out of twenty? Like, that's how it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it 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 cannot be worse. I don't think. And I, you know, Hawkinson is is going to be fine. Hawkinson was fine anyway, to be honest with you. Um, Jefferson is still going to. He get is. His. He's pushing to where he's just matchup proof. I mean, he's the. I mean, when Justin Jefferson is healthy, he's obviously going to be the one. But Hawkinson is the safety blanket for doesn't matter who else who's out there. So, yep, yeah. Last piece here, uh, Justin Herbert this past week broke his finger. He's out for the year. So that is yet another season-ending injury to a once, stud quarterback. Once I saw that, I figured he wasn't that he was done for the year. Like they dropped a four and seven. He broke a finger on his throwing hand. Like he's they're just shutting him down. He's it's over. They could get a sneaky good draft pick. A sneaky good draft pick. They absolutely could. You add what if you add Brock Bowers to that offense? What if you something. add Malik Neighbors to that offense? That would be something. They de- they desperately need another receiver. They need QJ is not uh, frankly, the guy. No, he's not. Though he has flat. Well, I would say flashed with Are you sure? asterisks. Yeah. Well, okay. He had ninety yards last week, and then he had fifty the week <laughs> before that. It was signs of life. Okay. I mean, it's just he's bre- he's breathing. He's okay. You know. I don't know that he's good, but he's a functioning wide receiver the past couple weeks. I'm I'm pretty much out on QJ. I don't blame you. I'm you I've can, been out. I don't think I would pay. I, I mean, I was. If you listen to us in the preseason and during the offseason this past year, we were never in on QJ. We did not think he was a very good prospect. But I, you know, with the situation, thought, look, if there's a place he's going to be good, it's here. And literally everything went right for him this year, like to produce and be good. Like if you told me Mike Williams was going to go down in like week three, I'd have been drafting QJ in like round six. Like like it'd have been. Yep. Everything has gone right for him to succeed, and he still has not taken a step forward. He's not the guy. No, he's he's not that guy. Um, they absolutely could draft somebody really good. The what I'm scared of though is what could end up happening is they end up drafting somebody to address defense because they need a lot of help over there too. I don't want to see Justin Herbert throwing the ball 50 times a year next year and it be for 180 yards again. <laughs> Throwing to get him Austin a, Eckler get him and a Josh weapon. Palmer. He does need somebody. They need, they need some juice there in the wide receiver room because you're going to have Mike Williams who's going to be, what, 29 or 30 coming off an ACL you're going to have Keenan Allen, who's going to be like 33 or 34. Austin Eckler could very well not even be on the roster next year. So and then they need, we don't like they need something. Yeah, we. you notice I didn't even mention QJ. That's how... <laughs> it was not how, an option. Yeah, that's how into QJ I am right now. It's. I had the thought, too. I was walking the dog the other day, and I just... You know, your mind wanders a little bit. And I was. I just had the thought in passing. You're sitting there outside, like, you're like, okay, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hurry up, do your thing. And then all of a sudden, Quentin Johnston popped into my head, and I was like, oh, that was an intrusive thought. Um, and I was QJ, like, I'm trying to watch the dog crap. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather watch my dog 
drop a stink pickle in my yard right now than think about what Quentin Johnston could have been for the Chargers. But no, I, I had the thought, like, what do you do with him? I've got him in, I think, two leagues. I'm not even 100% sure. That's how super dialed in to QJ I am right now. Like, you can't trade him because he's worth zero. You will get nothing. I wonder if, though, if he goes on, I say, a run. I don't really mean a run. I just mean he looks okay. Has like 60 yards a game over these next, what do we have, four weeks left? Something like that? Uh, Something like that. If you look at the final six-week stretch and it ends up being that he averaged 65 yards a game and scored a few times, you could maybe sell that and sell somebody on the potential of, oh, yeah, well, he's still tied to Justin Herbert, and maybe you can go get a second for a QJ. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to do with him other than just let him I sit would on do my that. bench for a while. I would do that if I were I would trade him for a second. Okay. I might be trying to do that with the couple places where I've got him. I it's frustrating because he's just uh he's an athletic freak basically wasting away in an offense where he should be good it's just disappointing couldn't agree more uh shall we uh do what we came here what we've all been waiting for the elephant in the room yes so i posted on instagram earlier this week that we are, we have a playoff matchup in the granddaddy of them all, which we do. We also happen to have a playoff matchup in the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. But before we get into gentlemen, shall we talk about the granddaddy of them all? A matchup where a, about 24 hours ago, we were projected, I kid you not, the exact same score. It's changed now. But we were both projected 126.53 points. And I, I thought Sleeper was broken. Because I've never seen that before. Could not be more evenly matched. Uh, apparently. Now, things have changed with some injuries. but um, Josh Jacobs, out. Yeah. How do you feel about this matchup? Because I am sweating bullets. You don't know why it feels good? I don't think I'm going to win. So I'm going in <laughs> expecting to lose. I do not think I'm going to win. So at this point, you're just like, eh, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah. This is obviously Granddaddy of them all is a dynasty league. You would look at, if you had this team preseason, you would think, I'm never going to lose a game. Uh, Yes. I I have since lost six and am probably about (laughs) to lose my seventh. (laughs) It's just been, it's, it's a lot of injuries. Justin Jefferson has missed most of the season. He's coming back to a backup quarterback. We're not sure what he's going to be. Jamar Chase lost Joe Burrow. Um, Nick Chubb was was on the team. Uh, blew out his knee in week two. Jameer Gibbs is on the team. It took him a while to get going. Kelsey has not been what he used to be. T. Higgins has been banged up. Like it's just, it's been a roller coaster for this team. The only anchor, I suppose, has been Josh Allen at quarterback. My yeah. favorite player in the NFL, There's, there, I don't know what you could give me in this league for him. I know it's a one-quarterback league, but it would take the world for me to move off Josh Allen. My man has been a rock for this team for four years in a row now. But that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, 
it's so interesting because you have had this roster in the granddaddy of the mall where it's the sort of situation where you should have multiple championships at this point. And because of the way things have worked out, you have zero. And I know you're, you don't expect to win this week, but like, if we're totally honest, I don't know that either one of us is going to end up winning the whole thing this year. Our boy no, Denmark with both his the teams opposite us are better. Yeah. Some of it is injuries. I mean, you're out Josh Jacobs this week. You're out. Uh, who else did you say missed? Uh, well, just, Justin, like, it's weird. Everybody's, okay, except for Jacobs, is healthy right now. But their situations have changed tremendously. Obviously, Chase and Jefferson playing with backups. Um, Kelsey has just, he's he's still, still been good. But instead of, like, 18 points a week, I'm getting, like, 10 points a week from it. Um, and then Austin Eckler, who I traded Nick Chubb for, actually, uh, he has disappointed ever since. DeAndre Swift has been in a slump. Um, it's just, it just hasn't really happened. It's, and some of it's weird, like the Jefferson or the Burrow and Kirk injuries. They weren't on my team, quote unquote, but they hurt the team in the, in the form of Chase and Jefferson. Right. Yeah. And, you know, meanwhile, I started out incredibly well. I think I started out like nine and one or eight and one, or I don't even remember what it was. Had a great start. Um, and then Mark Andrews went down and I had Dalton Kincaid and I thought, okay, I, I guess we'll just plug him in and see how it goes. You tried, TJ Hawkinson is on my team. You tried many times to get Hawkinson from me and I I didn't do it for this very reason. I'm like, if I meet you in the playoffs and Hawkinson does it to me, I can't, I can't let that happen. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) I, I tried to offer the farm. I mean, I don't know if you would consider it the farm or not, but I tried to offer a lot. I mean, it was a slightly above fair value, shall we put it that way. The value was there on all those trades. I'll give you that. I wanted him bad. I needed him bad. The problem was everybody knew I needed him bad. So it couldn't get done. What can you do? But and, and I was trying to avoid the very situation we're in. I'm like, if I roll up, against you in the playoffs where we're at now and Hawkinson is the reason you beat me. I I know. I can't have I can't let it happen. The problem with me this year, despite the great start and the fact that I traded for Christian McCaffrey in the offseason, which has just been wonderful. Aside from those things, I I'm have not been McCaffrey able this week. I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely I just absolutely petrified. They're playing Arizona and I went and looked to see the first time I played Arizona, he had 45 points in a half PPR scoring. He is the reason I don't think I'm going to win. If you had, like, anybody else, like, if you had, I don't know, like, Brees Hall right there instead of Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, all right, I got a shot. No, yeah. I don't have a shot. The pro- So the problem is I haven't been able to set a lineup. I have had, in the past <laughs> couple weeks, I just went and looked. I did not start DK Metcalf last week when he had 35. I did not start this past week uh, Cooper Cup, Pukunakua, Devon, Achan, or... I told you to start Achan. Yeah. And he had 20. You, Cooper Cup had 20. You did you? No, I did not. Oh, no. It was... I started Achan... Okay. This past week, I started Achan, who had 10 points. I started Montgomery, who had 10 points. 
But on my bench, I had Javante Williams score like 19. I had Cooper Cup score 20. I had Pukunakua score 18. I had DK score 13. Basically, I picked of like the five potential options, and it's been the microcosm of the season. Of the five options I had, I picked the two lowest scoring of the five. So that was awesome. Correct. My start-sit ability this year has been horrendous. Absolutely awful. I have hit every single bad beat. I have missed basically every spike performance. I've had Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson, and I haven't ever known which guy to start, and I've basically missed all their explosive weeks because I never you know when to start them. like every week, should I go with Lamar or Herbert? And right I when I got to this a point, week, go with Lamar. I, I'm going with Lamar. Right when I got to a point where it was like Herbert's the guy. I'm just not going to think about it. I'm going to play Herbert every week. He's going to score 20. He may not give me 40, but I'll get 20. Right when I get to that point, he goes out and he breaks his finger, and so it's like, well, I guess I've been given clarity, but it's not what I wanted. Fair enough. I thought, too, I tried to trade Lamar Jackson earlier this offseason at the trade deadline, or earlier this year at the trade deadline. I'm so glad nobody would pay up for him. Because now he he is essential. It's either I would Lamar say it again, or though, Sam Howell. In a one-quarterback league, you should probably trade one of those guys this offseason. If for nothing yeah, else, then to avoid the every week questioning yourself. Yeah. It's not fun. No, it's not. It's not. It's been quite frustrating, especially, like, whenever they have similar weeks, like, if Lamar scores 28 and Herbert scores 21, uh, whatever, you know? But when Lamar scores 35 and Herbert scores 15, you're like, hmm, that probably would that would have won me my matchup. This past week, Herbert scored one point, Lamar had 35. If I would have just played Lamar, I would have won. So it's frustrating. We're more venting right now. We are venting. You won't see too many teams play each other in the playoffs, and both managers are like, I'm done with this season. <laughs> in the playoffs, <laughs> chance at the championship, they're like, we're playing each other? Nope, nope, I'm done. Yeah, I just... Throwing in the towel. I, I don't believe this team can get it done the problem is there's really there's nothing to be done you just sort of you field the best lineup that you can the die and is you cast hope. now let's see what happens yeah like it's been all this scheming and stuff too in the offseason trying to get to this point which is really funny because now that we've gotten to this point we're like mm, i don't know about this but we've been trying to get here for months and now that we're here it's like hmm hmm and somebody somebody pointed out to me one time, and I and I kind of agree. Fantasy football, they're like it's all luck, and somebody's like, no, it's not all luck. There is skill involved. It takes skill to get to the playoffs. Yes, it's all luck from there. Yes, and two, you know, in a redraft league, it, I feel like luck does play a pretty large part of it because essentially what happens in a redraft league is you draft, and then based on how that one evening goes, the rest of your season is defined. Whereas in a dynasty league, your season is defined by multiple years of decisions. And yes. um, they all kind of culminate into one season. 
And I would say that's why it's a why I love Dynasty is by far my favorite way to play. Agreed. But it is it is so much. You get so much more passionate about it because you put exponentially more work into a dynasty team than you do a redraft team. So when that dynasty team succeeds, it's an it's an emotional experience almost. It is absolutely because you know too, and like a redraft league, you just don't have that same. I don't know what it is. You don't have that same commitment to the team. Like in the granddaddy of them all, this is our seventh season, I believe. And I know, you know, people stay in dynasty leagues for 20, 30 years, but like seven seasons in the life of a dynasty (laughs) league is a long time. Most dynasty leagues last like two or three years and then they fold. So to have a team where literally, at least in my case, I... (laughs) four or five years ago, ran the team into the ground and then realized, okay, something needs to change and started getting into fantasy football, doing the research, learning how to do this thing. And then over the past three years have built it into what I thought at the beginning of the year and maybe still is a championship contending team. And that's a really cathartic experience to go from zero to I now have one of the four best teams in the league and have a shot at a championship. Yeah. And for mine, like a kind of a totally different perspective, like my team has been good. Great, actually, for like two years. Great for two years. Been really good for the past four seasons. And I've been to the championship three out of the four past years. Um, The second year, the only time I didn't go. And shout out to Landon Davis, by the way, for winning four in a row in this league. He's not winning this year. He didn't make the playoffs. He decided to rebuild. But he has been the nemesis of me because he's beat me in the playoffs four years in a row to go on and win the championship. He loses any of those, and I have four championships. This team has zero championships. I have put countless hours into this team to not have a championship in the past four years. Potentially this, this year will be five years of this. This is... This is what Dynasty is about. Like, you put so much into this. And, yeah, it is is a brutal game. Yeah, and all that to say, it culminates in, well, I hope I started the combination of Devon H. and David Montgomery correctly. Or I hope the Las Vegas Raiders defense is good tonight against the Chargers. Like, it's just, uh, it's a fun game. Never thought I would say this, but I hope Eckler scores like five touchdowns. (laughs) I think that would do it. We have talked about Eckler so much, and it's all been negative. And it's really funny because, so in Ordinary Gentlemen, um, we have been the top two teams. This this is now the third year of this league. We've been the top two this teams each of the year, past three years. Yeah. And one of us will be in the championship this year, too, because we play each other again, obviously. Yeah. So, so it'll be the third straight row, year. You or me. It's either you or me. Yeah. I think it's, well, first year I was not in the championship, but let's say if you beat me this week in in Gentlemen, yeah, it'll be the third straight year one of the two of us is in the championship. Wait, no, you faced me in the championship last year, didn't you? No, no, I didn't make the championship. I got knocked out. I got knocked out first round. Last year was a tough year. Mm. Well, we find ourselves facing each other again. I, I want to say that team has been through some things, too. Chase is on that team. Chase is on that team, 
but also Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are on it. I have lost yeah. both of them at the playoffs. Chase is hobbled with a backup quarterback. Jonathan Taylor is out. That team is just taking a beating. Yeah, it's been rough. Still the top seed. Still the top seed. It is. And it's mostly because, you know, my my team is uh, Patrick Mahomes, which normally you would think that's amazing, but it's it's Patrick Mahomes. Lamar has been so up and down. Um, Devontae Adams has been pretty terrible most of the year. Uh, Justin Jefferson has been hurt. We've experienced a lot of the very same things, just in different leagues, in different scenarios. We have very... These these two teams in in the granddaddy of them all, and the ordinary gentleman league, we have many of the same players, so it's going to be tough for both of us to win this week. Yes, like you have Jefferson in one, I have Jefferson in one. You've got AJ Brown in both. Uh, you've got Cup in one. I've got Cup in one. You've got Etn in one. I've got Etn in one. I've so got it's going to be tough. For I've both got Kelsey of us. in one. You've got Kelsey in one. Yeah. The only way I think one of us sweeps the other is you have to have Lamar and A.J. Brown go off because you have them in both leagues. I have to have Jamar Chase and DeAndre Swift go off, essentially. And Jameer Gibbs. It wouldn't be the first time an Eagles running back has buried me. Yours feel far more likely than mine do. So if one (laughs) of us sweeps the other, it's going to be you. But Uh. Miles Sanders, two years ago, we talk about in the league, did beat you in the playoffs. If my champion, my hero, the man I have stood behind this whole time, DeAndre Swift, can do it with the Eagles, how much will you hate DeAndre Swift? Will you hate him as much as I hate Eckler? I would be in a shambles if DeAndre Swift is the reason I lose. You would buy a jersey just to burn it. (laughs) I probably would. Like... And I've had him in the granddaddy of them all and traded him away to you. You know, I have... I got out on Swift. I got you very got out. You got out, though, when everybody was getting in. Like, everybody's like, oh, Andrew Swift is the like, running back too. Yeah, I got out. I was like, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. I sold him. Uh, to be like fair... one good season. <laughs> I did sell him at his top dollar. So I, I feel good about that. But, like, did I know at the time it was going to be his top dollar? No, I didn't know. I was – honestly, I was just trying to get A.J. Brown. I didn't care. Fair enough. So it, it ended up working out. So, yeah. Um, I don't know who's going to – it's so funny because the log and the um, the granddaddy of all matchups are so similar because neither one of our teams feels like the best team in the league. We're matching up, and it's kind of like both teams have been slumping a little bit, haven't been performing to their potential. And so it's like it might be a scenario where the winner of these two matchups gets an invite to a butt-kicking in the final. I'm afraid that is going to happen. I I've, I have a feeling that's going to be what it is. We're just going to get all the way there and get thrashed in think, the championship. I think both these teams are elite, but the circumstances – have not been kind to us this year. So both of us are on both sides. We're limping into the playoffs. And whichever one of us scrapes by the other is going to get molly whopped. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I hope not. But that's sort of how it feels right now. <laughs> come yeah. uh, come Monday or Tuesday next week, things might change. If one of us has a spike week, we're going to be like, nope, we're back in. We're good. 
We're ready to go. Let's go. Championship time. Yeah. We're ready to do this thing. Uh, but likely nobody will have a spike week and it'll just be sadness. It'll be I'm like a pillow like fight. A, a buck 10 again. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the first one to 115 wins. <laughs> yes. I, seriously. Oh, it's brutal. Um, we've also got some mailbag in here. We dropped a Q&A on Instagram. You all were so kind as to drop a few questions for us on the episode. So just leading things off, our favorite son. <laughs> this is so funny to me. Uh, Austin Eckler, what do you do with him this offseason? I mean, I guess trade him if you can, but you're probably more likely just stuck holding the bag. Probably. It all depends on it all depends on if he signs somewhere or where he signs. If he yeah. signs with the Chargers, there's there's hope that he can be good again. Um I still feel like they would they would bring somebody in even if they sign him. I don't know. It's Tell me what you think, because I I am probably not the the least biased person on Austin Eckler. Well, the problem with Austin Eckler is I do think you're right that there's a pretty good chance you're just left holding the bag at this point. Um, I, like, certainly you might be able to get a deal done where it's an advantageous return. If you get a first-round pick for Austin Eckler at this point, I would be so excited about that. The issue is the time, and we saw this in the granddaddy of the mall. There was a window for about a week where there was a vacuum at the top in this league where everybody was just trying to get one extra piece that they thought could help them win. And Austin Eckler came available and everybody put an offer in because it was just like everybody's so close that just that one extra little nudge could maybe put you over the top and, and get you to win. It didn't. Trust me. <laughs> and it and it didn't. So no, when the offseason comes and there's not that urge to kind of like go all in and win, I can see his value cratering, at least amongst competing teams. Because like, I mean, realistically, what would you pay for Austin Eckler in the offseason who's about to be 28? There's not really any guarantee his situation stays the same at all. So like, would I, I like I'd pay a second Frost and Eckler. And honestly, I wouldn't be too mad if I got offered a second Frost and Eckler. So yeah. I don't know. It'll depend for the one share I've got with him. I, I first of all, I probably fully intend on trading him. But uh it'll it will depend on you know, it, it'll depend on the offer. Like if I decide to completely tear it down, anything I can get is fine. Like if I get a late second, sure, I'm tearing it down. Go to next year. We'll see what happens. But if I still think I've got a shot, I'll just hold on to him. And if I'm stuck holding the bag, I wasn't going to get a whole ton for him anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I think what I'm afraid of with him is that there's never going to be a moment in the off season where you see his value go up. Like I was trying to play out the scenarios when I was thinking about this question, and I was like, is there a way that there could be just for a couple days a piece of news comes out that you're like, ooh. Austin Eckler, I I want to get him, and I was trying. Like, there's nothing there that is could a come chance, out. I think. It, if he resigns with the Chargers, there's a window right there. Like he comes back Maybe. on a one year or two year deal with the Chargers. Maybe that's it. Um, 
Yeah, that might be it because I have I have a <laughs> I don't have a feeling they're going to draft a running back. It depends on how high, and or or maybe they're going to well, sign no somebody. There's no good running backs in this class. That's true. <laughs> if they draft one and they bring back <laughs> Eckler, all right, let's go. Well, I don't know if it's let's go because it's really not let's go this year, and the only competition is. Um, I don't even know, like Justin Jackson or whoever the backup we've, is. We've already, Josh Kelly, we've already Josh Kelly, established those guys are not good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what you do with Eckler. To put it, long story short, I don't, there's, who knows? We've learned nothing from this. If you listen to this <laughs> podcast in this moment, you just learned absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, another question here. This is a redraft question. Um who is the best tight end for the playoffs? That's a very good question. Is it a trick question? I don't, no, I don't think it's a trick question. I do think playoff schedule somewhat involved here. Obviously, Travis Kelsey. You, I, I think you would still yes, take him as the, the tight end. That is one. the correct answer. That is that is the answer. TJ he's Hawkinson. having a bad. He's having a bad season, guys. This is yes. this is a tough season to own Travis Kelsey. He is the tight end one right now. Yes. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, also right up there. He is unanimously the tight end too. Sam Laporta, also great tight end to have. I guess where I interpreted this question is, I think we know Travis Kelsey every week is going to be ranked one or two, maybe three. We know TJ Hawkinson is going to get ranked one or two, maybe three. It's, it's maybe who is the next guy up that it's not so glaringly obvious who's going to be really good. Um, I don't know if you had any initial thoughts, but I just threw here in the doc Trey McBride. I saw that. His schedule over the next three weeks is the Bears, Philadelphia, and Seattle. It's a super, super nice schedule, and he has been dominating over the past month. Oh, yeah, that's – I mean, he's got some chemistry with Kyler. Yeah. I'm really curious what his dynasty value is going to do in the offseason because I think you could see a seven-week stretch of, like, a top five tight end, and he's going to be tied to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's going to only be getting better coming off the injury. I don't know – like, they could still draft Marvin Harrison, but, like – I don't, I don't know that Trey McBride's role in the offense diminishes all that much. So there could be – he could no, be the new hotness in Dynasty. They've got Mar, or, uh, Marquise Brown as it is right now. Yeah. And he he really hasn't been all that impressive, but there is a wide receiver one there. So you bring in Marvin Harrison. I, I, I agree with you. I think his role stays the same, and the offense would get better at that point. Yes. So if his role's the same and there's more touchdown upside – where, where are we going wrong here? Like, this is, let's go, fire up the engines. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if there's another guy you would like to bring up there, but Trey McBride to me felt like if you needed a guy in the playoffs, he seems like a pretty you know, decent it's kind option. of a, it's a weird question. I, 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 it's one of those I need a little bit more context on. That's true. Because tight ends, it's such a shallow position. Like, what do you, do you want me to not say Kelsey? That's what you're looking for. You're looking for me to not say right. Kelsey. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Hey, look, if we not, I'm not going to say Hawk either. Like he's, it's those two, and then Laporta. But I, 
I agree. If you want to, if you want to put a tricky name up there, then I, I think McGrath's a good answer because he's he's shown that he can do it with Kyler Murray. Yeah, the one other name I just thought of, uh, Jake Ferguson, who's getting an obscene number of touchdowns for Dallas. Um, he's not going to be weekly. What am I trying to say? He doesn't have the weekly floor, the safety that McBride has, but he's got the spike weeks because of touchdown production. So no, he, he could be another. He beat man me there. in like week thirteen. In, uh, in yeah, there you go. There you go. So yeah, that, that could be pretty decent. Um, okay, this one's really really interesting. We got a dynasty question. I like this question. It was: Would you trade Jameer Gibbs or Bijan Robinson for Marvin Harrison Jr.? Which I assume is either you're trading one of those guys for the 101 or I guess maybe the 102 in Superflex. No. Mm. But no with an asterisk. What's the asterisk? Because I think they're pretty much the same. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Value-wise, they're all pretty much the same. Okay. I, I definitely would not trade Bijan for him. I want to say that right now. I think Bijan is still like the dynasty RB1. I'm not going to trade that for a rookie receiver. I'm sorry. Gibbs is a little bit more interesting. I think Gibbs is the dynasty RB2. But it, it is closer. He's not quite Bijan, but I think he he's at least shown me enough, or maybe Bijan didn't show me enough, to where there's not a there was a gigantic gap coming into this year. And I think Gibbs is is narrowed the gap between him and Bijan. Um I still don't think I would trade Gibbs for for Harrison yet. It's there's too much unknown right now. Yeah. I would not. Because I, we think Marvin Harrison is the second coming of Jamar Chase of Justin Jefferson and he very well could be. He looks incredible. But we still don't know his landing spot. We still don't know. Frankly, we don't even know for sure that he's going to be in, in the NFL next year. Yeah, like There's still stay. a possibility he plays at Ohio State. So I I would not be doing that. No. Like, At least not now, right now. At Once we have information, even then, I think it's it's a toss-up because like if we if you guarantee me he's coming out right now, and it looks like, say, the Cardinals, who's everybody that's who everybody projects is gonna get him, actually gets him, which I think is a great landing spot, honestly. <laughs> Sorry. But if you tell me that happens, I still don't know if I'm gonna I would trade Gibbs for him because I, I know what Gibbs is now. And I don't I don't even think we saw the full potential of Gibbs. I think he's only gonna yep. get better. No, I don't, Bijan, I don't think you're wrong. The ceiling Bijan's is, in the same is spot. Saquon or CMC. Yeah, and Bijan has not hit his potential this year either, and he's been no. pretty great. So, yeah, I, I don't think I would be doing that yet. I, Marvin Harrison is is still going to be valued incredibly highly. I think it'll be interesting to see where he is valued amongst other receivers. Like, are people going to be willing to send Amon Ross St. Brown for him when he's coming out? Are people willing to send A.J. Brown for him when he comes out? That's... That's where it gets really interesting. He's the wide receiver three in Dynasty. Yeah. And I don't know that that, I don't know that I'll ever get there with him because that is, I mean, those are studs. But like, maybe like, would you, like Chris Olave, would you trade him for the chance to draft Marvin Harrison? If I know Marvin's coming out, yes. Okay. 
I think I, I would so. too. That feels crazy because I think Chris Olave is going to be a stud, and maybe yeah. already is. But a I think stud. At, I think at this point, the way we're we're talking about this is you're sending Gibbs and or Bijan like, or Amon are like you're trading elite like these are the top end of the dynasty yeah. assets assets for a guy that's not even declared yet. Right. It's a bold move. It's a bold move for sure. Uh, last question here. <clears throat> This is a redraft focus question, but I think it does have a, like a dynasty tint to it. It is: Can you dr- uh, can you still trust Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver two or a flex option the rest of the year, and then maybe parlay that into where his value could end up in the off season? No. <laughs> <laughs> Terry uh, McLaurin is such an interesting that, that situation. Means- I haven't heard his name in a while, I'll be honest with you. So he's, he's currently... Yeah, he's 36 and a half PPR, which is just mind-boggling. The numbers are really down this year. It's 100 targets, 60 catches, 694 yards, and two touchdowns. And that's all while Sam Howell is top five in the NFL in passing yards. Like, if I told you at the beginning of the year that Terry McLaurin was going to have a top five passer as his quarterback this year, you'd be ecstatic. You'd be like, oh, Terry McLaurin is going to be a top 10 yeah, receiver. That's what, I, that's what I was going to mention in all this is like Sam Howell is balling and Terry's still not producing. Yeah, I can't figure it out. He's got two touchdowns. Um, this is his half PPR scoring since week nine. So it's 9.8, 5.3, 6.8, 7, and a goose, a full donut zero against Miami yeah it's weird That's though none good. of them have really popped no like you would think oh well then did, did Jahan Johnson do it well no not really he's a little bit behind McLaurin like oh well Curtis Samuel has he been good yes well no not really even he's behind Terry McLaurin like it's such a strange strange offense like they've got yards a lot of the touchdowns have gone to Brian Robinson it it is weird well they're really spreading weird. the ball out amongst all their pass catchers it's kind of like it's really funny it's sort of what kansas city was last year except so with with kansas city last year they were spreading it to everybody and they also had travis kelsey so you didn't want to start any of their options except travis kelsey it's it's the same thing with washington except they don't have travis kelsey and i i figured and their weapons are better if you put terry Jahan dotson and all those guys on the chiefs right now Oh my, oh, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They win a Super Bowl today. Yeah. Not even close. No, it would be fantastic. It's it's such a weird situation. Um, so, I guess, no, I would not want him as my wide receiver, too, in redraft right now. He is a maybe flex option right now in redraft. Moving forward, he's going to be like 28. He is 28 <sighs> right now. He's 28 right now, so he's about to be 29 next year his dynasty value is in a weird spot i would Jeez, he's weird he he feels like a decent by low candidate like i don't want him as a wide receiver too but like if he's my third fourth guy like say it i maybe fourth not like a wide receiver four quote unquote in the rankings but if i can get him as a fourth option mm-hmm. i don't hate that yeah, but at the same time, you've got if he's your fourth option, you got some baked in. Like it's you can have some rough weeks with him. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's going to be rough. Um, I don't know. I think some of some of it is the system, and maybe all of it is the system because I think we know how good Terry McLaurin is, and uh, I just don't really see a scenario where things bounce back unless they condense that passing pie down to maybe it's just Dotson, McLaurin, and a tight end, or Dotson, McLaurin, and a yeah. running back, or, or something. Yeah. And I don't see that happening. Unfortunately, no. That's about all we got for this one. Uh, anything else you want to add before we go bite our nails uh, and watch this Thursday night You're currently night game? beating the crap out of me. Austin Eckler has one point, and the Raiders' defense has 15. Oh, wow. Um, how did that happen? Yeah, this is oh, a, a sack and a forced fumble. fumble. So I, yeah, this is about what I expected. So <laughs> I, I'm going to lose in both leagues. <laughs> oh, geez. That will officially I, wrap up my season, I think. If I lose both of these, I'm out everywhere else. There's like one redraft league I'm still in the playoffs in. Yeah. Maybe. I um, I think I've got a couple other playoff matchups, but yeah, no, these two, these are these are what it's all for. I, I will be taking a week off if I lose both of these. You will not. Josh will be flying solo on the <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna go cry. Uh, I'll have to do a gloat episode where I just talk about all the players that went off. You better you better mention what happened to me though. <laughs> I want to tell them that you went and found a bridge. And the bridge was he exited the bridge <laughs> in the shortest possible way. <laughs> Took the the short exit off the bridge. Um yeah. that'll do it for this one. We'll go watch the rest of this game and text each other obscene things and and weep about all the stuff that's not going our way. People's people's mothers may be brought into this, <laughs> even though they did nothing to deserve it in in highly inappropriate and grotesque ways. <laughs> Best of luck, everybody, on your playoff matchups this week. I hope you uh, move on. We'll see you in the aftermath of this immense immense weekend. We'll see if there's even That'll a podcast coming this time. The next aftermath. Week. Yeah, the aftermath. We'll we'll just tell you right now. It's going to be just called the aftermath. We'll see how it goes. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.